Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and that's Josh Bennett, that's Cecil Peters. We are together, the Golf Guys. You'll find us every Tuesday on YouTube, cracking beers. Make golden light for Josh. That's right. He's already uh, switched to Mick Golden's. You start with Mick Golden's, or you you go to IPAs then Mick Golden's. How do you how do you normally do your beers? Um. I kind of just browse around a little bit the day of. So earlier today, I was browsing and I just kind of felt uh, I was feeling like browsing. Today. Browsing in your house or browsing in the store? No, 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 the store, the store. Nice, nice. I was, I was feeling a little golden. No, no, I mean the stuff in the house is emptied, you know, within days. So <laughs> I feel like I need to start with the harder beer and then I switch to the lighter beer. Martin's, you go the opposite, don't you? I do. I do the opposite, the exact yeah. opposite. We've talked about this. this is yeah. Weird. I feel like if you have something, you just stick with the same. You kind of just like ride the same thing all night. Okay. Yeah. True. You guys like to like work your way up. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Just do. I just go from like one IPA and get my nice base, and then I switch to the Coors Light waters. It's great. Um. Hey. Well, the Masters happened, and our friend from Belly Up Sports, his name's Andrew. He cashed that big uh, payday in the league we run. Our friend Kirshner finished second, so he cashed. I feel like we should get too. the rake. I feel like we deserve to like get the rake from that contest. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was fun to try to fill that. I appreciate all the people that came and joined that contest, and we're gonna try to run. A, you know, uh, now that DraftKings allows the contest to resize up to two hundred entries, we can just fire off two hundred entry uh, offerings, and if it doesn't fill, it doesn't fill, and just see what happens but uh so there's some interest in that i got some dms people hopping in the dm saying they like that structure and they want to try it out again so maybe we'll do it again uh the masters though is overrated is that right josh uh yeah i think so should uh I, we, we were in a thread explain why now yeah well uh it's you know the last three years the third round lead was by three or more and that provides us uh at home with a little less drama, sort of some boredom. Cecil, did you agree with that? I mean, it was like we had a yeah, DJ just keeps happening. It. Hideki yeah. kind of was taken away, and then this year's Scheffler. Yeah, and this year's was even worse because it was like by day two, it was like, well, this one's over. It wasn't even like one of those losers that you know is going to just choke it away. Like every once in a while, there'll be a guy that gets out to like an eight-shot lead, and it's like Matt and e. Smith, and you're like, all right, well, this is a great tournament. It's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah. I was like, oh, this this guy just wins every week. So especially when you know if you're not in the top 10 after day one, or if you're not in the top 11 yeah. after day two, or whatever the hell the stats are, unless you're Tiger Woods, don't, you're out of it. Because and idiotic by us not to just ride Chef, like right or Cam, but easy to say after. But I mean, yeah, in hindsight, uh, so the hindsight. course then is something about the course that it doesn't provide those big comebacks or that doesn't have those implosion options for people. Is that the reason why you're not into it, Jish? Or you don't, you're into it. I don't know. You're not like not into it. We're not like masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, so last week, we I think we made it sound like I just hate the masters, which is not true. No. But it's, that's a, it's a top five course, <laughs> uh, top five tournament, I think. 
It's just just behind the three M Open, I think. Yeah, so Canadian <laughs> Open, RBC so, Canadian, the, but <laughs> the the reason I guess I don't I I don't like it the like it as much. I shouldn't say I don't like it. I'll get it yelled at. The reason I like it as much is because of what you said, Chad. It's just, I mean they say the Masters didn't start to the back nine, whatever, but like. If if you're in contention on the back nine, you're not making dumb mistakes. You're not hitting in the water six times unless you're Molinari. That's different. But you know, I mean, you're you're this whole course. You're playing pretty conservative anyway. So there's you're really not making big numbers. And the people at the top of the leaderboard are the same dudes every year, other than a couple new guys. And it's same course, same everything. And they actually made the course worse this year, to be honest. Right. Well, we'll get to the worst parts of it. They made. Oh, they you want to talk about things. that? Yeah. yeah, not yet. But okay, so you're talking about the course being it's like, yeah, because guess what? You can drive it and spray it or the hell you want. And it mm-hmm. doesn't even penalize you. Or you can go behind a scoreboard and they give you a relief or a drop or there's some sort of fake standing water and you get a relief and then you get an opening and Bubba Watson can be trapped and it looks like he's got nothing and he can hit it to two feet. I mean, on the 18th hole. So like, you know how the trees are fraudulent there? They don't have branches or leaves to hit. Mm-hmm. They're just tall <laughs> and skinny. Anybody can hit right around them. It's crazy. So yeah, I just got to get lucky. <laughs> right. this, uh, I mean, I've heard about the around the green game needed at Augusta and all that stuff, but does that just mean you need to be a luck box kind of a player and luck into some shit? Because we've seen, yeah, because like, look, play. yeah, like look at the guys who do well. Like, you know how Josh is saying, oh, it's the same guys every year. And this year, we even talked about it. Like, obviously, not Scheffler, but everybody else we pretty much had figured out. Like, Cameron Champ does well here every year, mm-hmm. Corey Connors, as I told you guys. As everybody knew, it wasn't even a secret, obviously. But like, it was those aren't those aren't good around the green players. But at Augusta, they are. So, do you have to be good around the greens that week? Yes, but do you have to be a good around the green player to be good around those greens? I don't know. And the putting, like, what was Tiger doing? Tiger three putted like five times on Saturday. Like, does he just like was he just that out of it? Like he just had no feel for the greens. Like I thought that was the one spot where he would probably catch up and like be able to at least compete. And it I killed him. He let like it was a it was almost embarrassing. Like he almost felt bad for the guy. Like, well, we can talk about Tiger specifically in a minute. I got that section about yeah. him. The last three Masters have sucked. That is facts. They're they've been boring and nothing about it. now Hideki. We I never had confidence in Hideki, didn't even come across my radar when he won. And beforehand. Hideki kind of got lucky just on Saturday because it was so scorable for those like oh, that, sure. like two hours where he got all the easy holes. Where, but I mean, he wasn't the only player who did that, mm-hmm. and he obviously still did better. So, I mean, hats off to the guy, but yeah, it's been it's been questionable. I think it's the coverage that makes it the best tournament of the year. Like if the RBC Heritage app showed you every shot and we got all the same coverage, I would like the Heritage just as much as the Masters. Okay, I can feel that. That is a big deal. I agree. Yeah. It's now nice. the uh, the course has been ruined, though, Josh. You were alluding to the fact that they did ruin number eleven. They made that thing so impossible and not very fun at all. And they also fucked the par fives. We can't get eagles anymore. This is the first time ever in the history of the Masters that no one eagled fifteen or what was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fifteen, I think. Yeah, and it's one of them. The, all the and all they did was move it back, and they made it worse. They they lit and I we talked about it last week, I think, or maybe I, I definitely did talk about it with Joe nicely last week. That 
they moved it back far enough where there's just no point to go for it. Really, I think Scheffler might have went for it on Sunday actually, but there's just there's really no point. You just lay up and just hit a wedge at the at the pin. You don't even have to worry about the water. So it's it was boring, <laughs> I think. And eleven is yeah, they just made it way too hard. Like people people were literally not even aiming at the green on eleven. They're like just you missed, hear just missing Teddy the same Scott. spot. Like yeah, you could hear Teddy more. Scott saying. You know, don't even aim at the green or whatever. He said, just aim right and we'll be fine. You'll just get better at chipping or something. He said something weird <laughs> like that. It's like, yeah. And like everybody missed that exact same spot. Insane. Yeah. The worst. So then it's the worst major. Mm, it's, is it PGA Championship the worst major? The PGA kind of sucks. Yeah, the PGA yeah. Championship's a dud. They should just make the players the PGA Championship. I don't know why they don't just do that. That's a good idea. Well, okay. So we're in for, uh, Swapping out the players with the uh, PJs, that's fine. And then uh, the open is the best, though. That's that's I obvious because so. that's that's the true diehard. You're talking about this, Josh. Whatever, like honestly, whatever one is next on the schedule is best. And like you can argue, well, except for the PJ. It is true. But if it's like oh, the yeah, U.S. Yeah, Open, make it's like, that argument too. Oh Josh. yeah, the U.S. That? Open is is so tough. It's the best. Like whatever, other than the PG, everybody knows the PGA <laughs> Championship's the worst. If you think otherwise, you're stupid because it's just a regular tournament with better players. But yeah. all the other ones, like U.S. Open is cool because it's so tough and it's going to be so hard. And, oh, I can't wait to see how the USGA makes the course and you have the open qual like the qualifiers and all that stuff. So leading up to the U.S. Open, that's like, oh, this is the best one. It's my favorite. <laughs> leading up to the, the British Open, everybody's going to be, oh, I love that it's like night golf. We get to wake <laughs> up and players are going, blah, blah, blah. The courses are so different and cool. And then before the Masters, of course, everybody's like, oh, first major of the year. Love Augusta, sick course. And that's like that's you can just make that argument, argument for me. So why for me, actors, I think. Yeah. Ahead of time, whatever one comes up next is my favorite. And then looking back, whichever one I was most successful at is my favorite. And if mm. it's the PGA championship, then that's my favorite. Okay. If I win the Millie Maker, the PGA championship, that's my favorite major. Favorite major. I'll say it. Yep. For sure. Uh, we do agree, though, that top 50 and ties is not enough people, and they need to expand this field. Why is there only 90 names in the field? No, for the Masters? Yeah. What, no, like, what difference would it have made if you had, like, not to pick on the guy again, but, like, okay, so, like, Matt Neesmith missed the cut this week at the Masters. How does that affect anything? Who cares? Well, but you got, like, <clears throat> legitimate players like Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, names that, like, they should just extend invitations to. Like fuck that, right? Let them play. Like if you it have just a top adds five to the, the Masters, because then we're watching so, Mackenzie Hughes on Saturday afternoon, and I don't give it any craps. Or like early Saturday morning, I'm like, there's nothing to even watch or care about here. Plus, yeah, like, Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian legend. Yeah, but Come then there's that was a bad name to pick. On. And he was on my DraftKings team, so obviously I was interested. Thanks a lot. Shocker. Okay. Sorry. I guess I specifically saw his name, and I was like, what the hell? This is the names <laughs> we have to look at, but. No, add some more names to the field. Let them more names make the cut, or just have it be a no cut event. Just make it, they should make it actually like, go the other way and just make it a 144 man field, not even that special to get into. And like half the players on the PGA Tour are in the Masters. <laughs> That's why they probably do it so that so, more, so many more players can just be like, "Oh, I've never been. That's where I always want to go." Otherwise, like Greg Chalmers would be at the Masters every year. Whatever, not Greg. <laughs> well, Sandy Lyles there every year. He's I mean, I any of us would be him in golf, probably. Martins, we yeah, haven't really heard your opinions. Why aren't you speaking? 
Well, I, I'm in the middle here. I mean, like Josh did convince me, you know, that there's there's some flaws with the tournament, but I still I still believe in the Masters. I, I like it. It's the beginning of spring, you know, especially for us up north. I mean, we're, we've been staring at god awfulness for months now. Whenever the Masters comes, and I know that we have other tournaments before the Masters, but for whatever reason, when the Masters comes, it's like it, that's like my like shiny moment. Get, like, okay, we're 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 coming out of this shit mess. Yeah. And then for winter, this is beautiful. You know, yeah, and it's a you beautiful. know how they say, you know how they say it's hard not to get romantic about baseball, which is dumb. It's easy not to. <laughs> that's you right now. It's hard for you not to get romantic about the Masters. Right, that's what it is. Yeah, and I, and sure. I, yeah. I respect that. I like yeah, it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, visually speaking, yeah. it's a, a course like even from what I've been told, it, when you go there, like you, you you can't really fathom the undulations and the and the elevations and the greens and all that stuff unless you go there. Even TV doesn't do it. But even when I look on TV, I'm like, wow, this is a crazy course. Must must be yeah. you know, like it looks like anyone ever really walk it. But people are like, how can you possibly walk the mountains? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. to walk. We're gonna get there. Get out of here! Like people all right, go hiking the all the time. Cecil, Cecil, hey, Cecil, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning. The drapes need dusting. In your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, <laughs> and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning up your family jewels. It's time to clean out your winter bush. <laughs> Join the 4 million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. 20% off, you guys, plus free shipping with Golf Guys 20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's manscaped.com. Cecil, have you gone to manscaped.com and used the promo code Golf Guys 20 to get yourself 20% off on some below the waist grooming products? I go to manscaped.com and I go to customer support and I say, guys, I'm part of this really popular program golf guys where's my free shit? and i'd say send me my free shit and i will <laughs> i will use it on air and then you will judge and it then. at that at that point yeah um i forgot every guy's name that uh we have a connection with but i don't know i'm gonna see if he'll send it up to saskatchewan so why don't you dm me your address again and i'll uh i'll get you in touch and that'd be interesting content actually speaking of content do we consume any content this week yet or do we are we done with content are we over content I've you know what i have i have not just because i've actually had to do real things this week so i haven't i would have liked to but i haven't yet so and honestly i feel like it's going to make zero difference on whether or not i make any money this week or not but is there like a hangover martins from masters content because the masters content was insane i was thinking about that you know and i was looking over your notes and it's it's kind of crazy actually you know how overboard everybody goes with the masters in a 90 man field that you can cut out like 30 of them easily, That's so true. you know? And then, and then and it's like, okay, let's just go player by player of who's obviously going to make the cut. And, or there was some not so obvious people that missed the cut, but anyways, yeah. But Mike, the content that I consumed was Rob Bolton's uh, sleeper picks. Nice. Were they sleepers? Was, or did you know I, I, what was his long shot? Lashley, which showed up in the fucking model. <clears throat> oh, we'll he get did. to the model. Don't yeah, spoiler Josh. alert the model. Ooh. How dare you? Bolton stealing it's content from Jish. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> We're no. at battle. I, I truly feel like there is enough content for sure. And like the people that do the content that is actually needed, they're good at doing it. So, like, do you really need a first look from me? 
Like, are we really no. going? Like, and then, no. And then, <laughs> we don't. you know, so like we're, we're at a point where there's a, like, you know, get better at doing content in a way. And I want to, I'm, I'm saying this to myself, obviously, because it's, you know, my show and I'm talking to myself about it and I'm not trying to insult anybody or whatever, but you're all doing the same fucking shit over and over. And there's only a couple of people that need to be doing it. So let's do something different. I mean, Joe actually is doing a little bit of different stuff where he's got some things going on the preferred lines, which I suggested, Hey, you can't do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, or that's going to be bad routine for you. And then also I believe Cecil I've, I've come to the realization that there are people out there that are addicted to making content. Yes. Content creation. It's there's an addiction to it. I've talked to my wife about this because I was in the cycle. Martins, you saw me and you're like, dude, uh, I don't need to go live every fucking day. Like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, I love this content making. So then yeah. it's truly, there's a, there's a thing about the dopamine of the likes and the, the like actual, uh, you know, you like you're seeking affirmations or confirmation, or you're trying to get your number of views and number of likes and number of tweets and whatever, and your follower count. Or like this is like a game and a challenge, and like all of it is all just an addiction to social media. Is this not true, Jish? Uh, now that you, you say you it that way, it. I would say yes. What'd you say? Hmm. Because you've seen it. You're like, why are these people following me? They want this content. They need this content. There's people that are just like addicted to getting the content. And yeah. there's people that are addicted to consuming and doing it. Yeah. yeah. Both. So it's a, it's like, you know, and then, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, be brutally honest with myself, but like I'm a, a lot of my stuff I'm doing for fun. And if I didn't have a lot to do, like after post COVID where I wasn't selling as many houses or there wasn't as many things going on in the real estate world like my real job then of course it was easy to be like okay flip the light on let's go live i don't give a shit i have nothing to do but at the same time do is that even needed do we need to flip the light on just because you can or do you need to run down the board or do i need to do a first look because i mean right cecil am i am i yeah. facing the harsh realities of what it is it's like i don't need yeah, to be like addicted it, to making content. yeah nobody's tuning in to see who Chad Eckert wants to play because they were like, holy shit, I don't know what to do until Chad does it. Right. I mean, maybe right. somebody's doing that. If you are doing that, please don't do that. Wait, somebody wait. Other than Chad. Our but guy Daggles Bagels is doing it. Oh, here's yeah, my guy. I didn't even notice Darbo came in here. Darbo, you can talk to this because you oh, do. Sorry. <laughs> I've been waiting we forever, Chad. Come on. No, Josh is the damn producer. Where are you no, at, Josh? I, I thought okay. we were just going to leave him there and just oh. have him in, in like oh the dark God. screen just for the well, whole show. Well, this is a good show. timing. Yeah, to get, uh, Sweet Spot DFS in here who does great <laughs> content. Cheers to you, Cheers. sir. Uh, it, it, can you feel my vibe on the whole? Like, it's There's an addiction to it. You like doing it. I like doing it. Even if I get no views, I fucking like doing it. Like, that's yeah. why I'm like. But that's what you have. Like, you have realize no one needs the first look i just like doing it and is it my problem because i'm snorting my own content because i'm getting those retweets and i like that that's you know, uh that's a thing i think that's why why you and me make a decent team chat is because we both we both like to do it and we both would be happy to just do it with like two viewers and we would just think it would be funny and we'd just make fun of ourselves like, right. nobody watched it, it. yeah because we have kids and we like this is yeah. like an outlet for us and it's a little bit of a side yeah. hustle but it could go somewhere and i do have an opinion 
I've yeah. having, and then there's always like that little thing in the back of your mind where it's like, oh, maybe this could turn into something. And then, like, when it doesn't, you'll just look back and laugh at yourself and be like, oh, that was fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> or I get to have a fine. beer with my friends. Is this kind of the way you're thinking about it, Darbo? Or do you have a different mentality? Tell us your content creating mentality. Uh, I mean, like, so I'm right there with you. Like, you, you got to put a bunch of content out. If you don't, you're going to lose the viewership that you have. And if you're just putting content out and like, cause you have to have a purpose. Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you're just it, doing it for fun is your purpose, right? You want to come out and, and enjoy entertaining people. You know, like I'm an entertainer. I enjoy entertaining people. It doesn't matter where I'm at or whatever. I like to do that. I'm also trying to provide something different. To, so to echo to what you're saying, yeah, there are a lot of people doing the same fucking shit week in <laughs> and week out. And it's like, Okay, I listened to two minutes of what you're saying. I just heard that in the previous podcast. I don't. I, I'm I'm done. Like you get two minutes of my time if you're not proving to be different than anyone else. I'm I'm clicking off originality. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I can. I mean, most of us probably watch Pat Mayo first, and maybe go to Rick Game in second, and then that's it. Like you got your entertainment from Matt Mayo, and you get your your stats from Gaiman. What? Who? Who else is doing anything different than that out there? Right. You know, like. Chad, yours is all opinion based. This yeah. right here is all entertainment. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's five dudes. You know, well, you four guys. I'm thinking you could be part if of they it. Let you in. Yeah. If they let you in. You're a golf guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, <laughs> like, we all just talk about golf the way that we view golf. And, and having this many go uh, guys on a pod can probably provide unique viewpoints than what other people have. And also you kind of, I'm not going to say we're going to have like collective think on, you know, with, with all of us, we're going to have differing opinions that might lead to a decent, I don't know. I wouldn't say solution, but like sort of, you know, the answer. Right. But yeah, or you I'm, include I'm, things. I'm with you on the whole master's fatigue. I mean, good God, everyone decided <laughs> to like put their, their finale out at the masters. And like most of it was kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't yeah, want to put anyone down. Yeah. But it's so just like, like Cecil like, and I were gonna go live on Saturday night, and we're like, God damn it, everyone's doing this already. We what? No one needs this, and we're busy people. Like fuck yeah. that. I, I, I say there's there's a lot of growth that can still happen in this industry. If, you, if podcasters can just be a slightly different, be more, you know, take cues from other genres. Sure. Go and in, go into video games. Look at what they're doing. And, and see what what and then provide that we that don't want to help them we don't care we're just we're just here to judge them. no 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 no. i'm just saying like as a podcaster for golf bring some of that you know to your podcast you know okay. have yeah. have some fun you right. know because it's like, golf, really you know? though like it, it's it's you're going through the list of names and then you're saying who you like and like if you're I don't want to be mean. like if you're associated with the PGA Tour, like I get it, like that, mm -hmm. like maybe I'll listen to you, but but or or if it's NFL or NBA and I need to know the names, like someone has the names. This is golf. Like I straight up, like we've Martins, we've been doing this long enough that you know that the people that are spewing names, they're just they're it's just names and reasons. That's not like that's it. I mean, there's no like concrete answers ever there's no strategy 
There's like no... if these if these people who provided the information, if the Rick Run Goods, if all the people had the answers, wouldn't they fucking win? And wouldn't you <laughs> see them like posting that they're winning? Or wouldn't you post? Wouldn't you say, why are you giving away this information if it's yeah. leading you to wins? Like, well, Rick can't even fact. bet. He can't Martin, play. He can't even play DraftKings. Well, besides the fact he can drive to cross the border, but oh, at the yeah. same time, do you have? A, don't you agree? Like, there's a point where you're just like, this is, yeah. You better be offering something extremely unique. You better have like a relationship with someone on the tour that's giving you inside information that will be helpful. Like, hey, fade Russell Henley this week. He's got a stomach bug or something to that effect. Right. Or I saw him on the range and he's telling me he's got problems. But yeah, or the truth is, is that like maybe you don't. I didn't. When Martins and I were starting this up and I was straight up addicted to content i didn't even know i was addicted to doing content martins so like at some point you were like you're insane and then my wife's like this is a problem and it's like holy <laughs> shit i'm i'm doing this too much or this isn't even for like this is more than i need to do so like i am trying to give you an example of like i went to content aa and realized that i have a problem so like and then you scale it back or you try to do something different or, or maybe you don't even need to do any of this at all. And so like, I'm having a little bit of that. And the fact that like, yeah, there's people watching our show and we're having fun, but I think this is more different than what I had been doing or what we'd been doing in the past Martins, where it's like, it's an open mic. We're not really going, I've not said one DraftKing price. We haven't said strokes gained one time. <laughs> so like there's a difference doing that. that and the next topic i want to talk about and like the content evolves over time is that i want to talk about you know people who have solved golf because like we can continue with different conversations and we can talk about how did scheffler solve golf golf and he he might have solved golf because at this point i'm like i'm in shock at what he's been doing uh-huh. i was on that large content creating thing uh that joe idoni did the master's report and they asked me who is the one name that will not win? And my response was Scotty Scheffler. So <laughs> I feel like I should retire from gambling. Ultimately sports, maybe sports, maybe basketball. I could bet on cause it's 50, 50, but like definitely retiring from golf betting retiring the house bet. Cause I'm betting it on speed. You can't <laughs> even make the cut. I can't predict God. athlete performance, and, and they're asking me to come on the major right? report. These people are—I have to—I de- have to decline it next time. Do I not, <laughs> Cecil? Out of shame, you just got to be like, nope, I can't do Sorry, it. I'm guys. bad at guessing. But yeah. you're bad at guessing, Cecil. Did Scheffler make yeah, your nine-man horrible? No. <laughs> oh no! Of course not. You yeah. know, and like I said, like to look back and not have just gone for it, like is stupid. But whatever. No, well, Scott Scheffler didn't make the nine-man card. And I thought for sure the easiest week of the year to win the nine-man card would be the Masters. <laughs> so like, this is almost assuredly – like this This is just proving me right. You just can't bet that many people. You got to – that's just not the strategy. And I thought for a bit, I thought maybe, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Maybe yeah. betting a ton of outrights around like 30 to 1 is not a bad idea. Because you always kind of have guys in the mix. Like each week, I've had a couple of guys in the mix. I'm like, oh, maybe, but it's just not working. And is no. it because I'm picking the wrong guys? No, it's because it's just it's because it's too hard. It's not my fault. <laughs> so just pick a few, and then if you want to have like more later, just add some more stuff. Like add some <laughs> more people as the tournament goes on. Once you know who's playing well, Scotty Scheffler, Adam with two holes to go. Oh, I will. I want to say though, like 
maybe there are experts in the industry and one of them could be Brian Kirshner actually uh he basically won our he got second in our league but with a great lineup he predicted the Zalatoris he predicted the Lowry's those people have also solved golf apparently uh so that's kind of fun no one has ever solved golf the way that Tiger has solved golf uh your spreadsheets probably say that it's true Darbo do they not well, not my historical. I don't, I don't have Tiger really in any of my spreadsheets because he hasn't played that much since. Okay, so you're more modern. You're a modern day spreadsheet maker. But if they had, if you had the, Tiger, the historic spreadsheet, Tiger's old news. They'd blow him up. <laughs> now, Tiger is much better than anyone ever was or will be, and so it's unfair to compare these humans that are playing now to Tiger. So, like when we say like Rom or Scheffler in this moment. Like, Scheffler's going to have to do this for two straight, three straight, ten straight years yeah. to even come to Tiger's level. So, yeah. we're so aware do you that think, Tiger. here's what I would ask. Do you think that Tiger was just that good or just there's so many more good mm. players now that it's like, if a guy like Scotty Scheffler was playing at this level 30 years ago, 20 years ago, would he be going on a Tiger-esque run? And there's no way, like, it's impossible to know the answer. Yeah, right. This like is the there's Jordan, if you know Jordan's, and I wasn't, and dad. I wasn't into golf long, like I wasn't into golf in the Tiger era enough to be able to answer that question. Like there, there will be people that were probably really into golf then and are really into it now that could answer that question. And I'm sure oh, the, the fifth answer guy is, on the betting board had no fucking chance. Like the seventh guy, yeah. the tenth guy. I've been writing about PGA golf for twelve years, and and it was like you had to come up. But I'm talking, but we're talking like, like it was hard. We're talking like twenty. Two years ago, like 2000. Yeah, I was 14. I don't remember. It was even worse probably then. Yeah, like that's my only thing is like, was his competition just worse? Obviously, he's the best of all time. I think I think anybody that denies that is quite frankly just an idiot. But (laughs) would it look like if he was coming into his prime right now, would it be tougher for him because so many guys are so good or would he just be that much better? Who knows? I think he'd be so much better, but it wouldn't be to that extent. Uh, yeah. Do we think Martins he'll win again? Boy, that's you know after this week, and I had high end uh, high hopes for You're Tiger, right. and I and I and I placed a lot of money on those high hopes, which is kind of a bad strategy when it comes to uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, fun. We talk about that all the time. That's what we like to do. That's good. I but like but no, that. we do that's talk. You're exactly right, Cecil. That you know I, I play DraftKings for fun, and if I want somebody to be good. Despite the fact that they, you know, are walking around at a bum leg, I'm gonna put all my money on them in the hopes that I can have like this like euphoric event where I'm, you know, mega profiting and yeah. being able to root for my you know yeah. favorite golfer of all yeah. time. And that's what does we like to do. Again? And that's I good. Know. I like that. Yeah, but does he win again? I mean, this is the fact that he made it through four rounds. I mean, people are like, I think he should withdraw. He's not fucking withdrawing, and he didn't, and that was good. I mean, this is Tiger Woods. He's a he's he's one of the most competitive competitors that you can, you know, cite on the PGA tour. Some of these other clowns, you know, With mental who, problems. Yeah. Like Marshall exactly. Hatton and Matt Wolf. Yeah. Like give me a, <laughs> give me a goddamn break. Yeah. There was no way he was withdrawing. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm going to say yes. He just he plays, has, he plays against too many win. good players. Like, yes, that's just, true. And the one thing he said is that he's like, Oh, I'm only going to play like the majors and the big events. Like, <clears throat> If you want to, like, if you want to get a win, you got to play 
Zozo shitty events. Like you got the same conversation we've had again and again. I heard somebody say today that like, oh, he's got a better chance in the majors. No, he doesn't. Like that, (laughs) he doesn't have a better chance to beat JT Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, Colm. He doesn't have a chance to beat those thirty players all in one field. Then he has a chance to win a field like the I don't even know whatever a crappy field coming up is he doesn't have he has a better chance of winning a field with four good players instead of with 30 good players it just doesn't make sense again he has a course advantage at Augusta but guess what his biggest advantage is that he knows the greens well the guy five putted like Mm -hmm. 17 times you talking about I will (laughs) say Tiger that one of Tiger's greatest strengths that isn't really seen is his creativity how many people on tour now have creativity like Colin Morikawa hits a straight ball that's all he does. Tiger Woods had to tell Justin Thomas, you don't have enough shots to win at Augusta. Basically criticizing him because your your game is just too straight and hitting a five-yard fade off of every tee. It's like you need mm-hmm. more shots than that. And if you look at With all the, the top DJ, golfers, though. right. I mean, DJ. On a soft November rain. I'm going to give him more credit than what most <laughs> people do. If you didn't know this about DJ, he came into the tour hitting a big ass draw. He knows how to shape shots. Like I have no issues with DJ, but yeah, the game, the American game is just hitting it high and far and try to hit it as straight as you possibly can. So something like a British Open is Tiger's best chance. I know everybody talks about that, so I'm not saying anything new here, but that's because he can hit a worm burner on purpose and that's how he, you know, that's it's going to be good for him where other people don't know what to do with that type of shot. He's mm-hmm. practicing that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. to your point, Cecil, yeah, he, is he going to win in most events with the, the type There's of people? No chance that that guy who's getting no older that we saw this week is beating even five of those guys listed, let alone beating all 20 of the really good right. players. Like no chance. Right. It'd be awesome, but yeah, I'm yeah, like it'd be cool, but I just it's just not gonna one percent chance. <laughs> and by the time it's gonna end quickly too, because like he'll go, oh crap, I have no chance. Well, I'm done playing at all. So like we're gonna yeah. see him probably. Re- I don't see yeah, him like, doing the Phil routine where he goes to the Champions Tour and is warming up to get. He's already team. said he's not doing that. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure. What about our friend on the bag for Scotty Scheffler, Ted Scott? Can we mention how he's the greatest caddy of all time? Martins, is this guy the best person? I mean, imagine if Ted Scott was on Rory's bag. What a one by ten! Yeah, would he well, not? Yeah, that's the one that I've heard that I've heard people mention is if Ted was on Rory's, like easy, like Rory's a like a, a player that should play perfectly well at Augusta. You give him a little bit of the Ted Scott love. I don't know. It's one Who's of those things Rory's where if you answer. Rory's caddy you, seems like he's like a freaking paint dry like watch paint dry he's the most boring human alive is he really even helping rory at all what's it who's he might just guy? be one of the like maybe he's like uh dustin johnson's caddy his brother he's just there to carry like dustin johnson's caddy is just there to carry his clubs nice yeah no i'm just kidding i don't know do you believe that darvo does a caddy help yeah a caddy helps but i think we're overblowing the whole scotty scheffler thing because like, right oh. he would have won with Bob Ted, not Ted Scott. I mean, it didn't matter, right? Yeah, I. I hey, I'm not going to discount. Caddy really helps, Jish. Yeah, Chad, you were really good on your phone. Uh, he was the worst he's ever played in caddy. his life when I was a caddy. <laughs> <laughs> I caddy for Josh last summer at a AGA. What was it? M- MGA qualifier. MGA. Yeah, 
I was I was dying. I was like, what the fuck? It's hard. That was terrible. <laughs> and then Josh was also bad. So oh yeah. I am, <laughs> I am go my, for it here. Go for my it. My caddy here. talks me into hitting driver on a whole eye. It goes into the street. I hardly ever hit driver on that. I hit it in on the street. Yeah, so Which is why I don't hit driver because I what, will hit it on the street. Did he say YOLO before you hit your shot? Or before you <laughs> no, I, at, at that point, uh, let's be honest here. It was like the seventh <laughs> hole, I think, or sixth or seventh hole. I was yeah, already you were, you were pressing. Okay. We needed to go for a hole. Yeah, I was already out of it. So. Hey, that's great tournament practice. We all know that, right, Chad? With the yeah. PGA Tour pros, if they're out of it, they're just going to hit weird shots. Yes, and then we have to factor those stats in. Okay, um one question about them uh the Masters and then we can kind of move on. Uh what about Justin Thomas? Will he get a green jacket? It sounds like we've kind of covered that that he is he getting the shots Darbo? Does he has he collected enough shots to win? Him and Rory need to somehow remove the mental midget from their brain. Mm-hmm. Cuz if it if they don't if they don't like mature they're just always going to have these mental issues that they're never going to get over that hump. Does that remind you of Phil Mickelson, Martins? Because no. we thought there's no way Phil would a Masters or a major. It was like Phil's got this in his head, and then all of a sudden it just like happened. Is well, this- to Darbo's point, I mean, like Phil is a shot maker. I mean, like how many how many crazy? I mean, not just around the green, but like you know he he sprays the ball, so he's. I think that was – I don't remember what tournament. It might have been the Players' Championship where he had this, like, little hole in the trees. You know, everybody's seen this, you know, and, like, he did it. Yeah. He put it on the green like he's a shot maker, and I think I think that's a really good point about Augusta as much as we've kind of shit on a little bit, and I think I'm more of a pro-Augusta. We're not shitting on it. It's not as cool as everyone says it. What we're saying – okay, no, so then is JT then going to don a green jacket or no? Because he's – not really creative. He's just he? like he really he just needed to show up and he needed to just not hang out with Tiger all week. Like he just showed up and he oh, I think <laughs> I said this before. Oh, I agree with that. Like, and get like your own he showed up in and order. He just hung out with Tiger all week. And I get it. Like mm-hmm. if Tiger said, Hey Cecil, you want to come hang out with me all week? I would be like, Yeah, sure. But if my goal wouldn't be to win the green jacket that week, like if Justin Thomas wants to do it, he's got to focus on more than being like he's just that guy who he's latched onto tiger he knows the tiger likes him he's playing it up and i can't blame him for it like yeah. how would you not how would you not but like everybody else knows that like john rom was cracking jokes about it beforehand like at this point it's common knowledge that jt is tiger's like little buddy and yeah, he's like brother. but i don't think it's in a way where it's like oh yeah like tiger's really impressed with me it's like you're like I don't know if he's Tiger's bitch or if he's what, but it's just like, (laughs) like it seems like it's closer to that side than it is to like, I know Tiger's like, oh yeah, he's like my little brother and whatever, but. Josh, do you like JT? JT is kind of a little bitch, isn't he? I almost tweeted the other day while the Masters is going on, while he's just being kind of a brat. JT is a a blank. And just to see and like have the (laughs) response. Because I was like, God, is he a brat? Is he demotivated? Is he angry? You know, he's just always something with JT. He is going to win a green jacket, Josh? JT? I don't know. It's it's weird because he it does seem like he has the 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 mental. He's just all over the place with his brain. But like <laughs> his irons are plenty good enough to be good at Augusta. Like that, yeah. he should be built to win Augusta. Really, he doesn't like miss it too bad off the tee much. His irons are insane. They always have been. And I mean, he's, we know he's a shitty putter, but like shitty putters win at Augusta. So who cares? So like, if 
it's hard for me to explain why I think he wouldn't win one, but it, it mm-hmm. must just be because of his brain. I don't I know. Think, I think Cecil's on to something. He has to separate himself from the tiger, like, circus. While he's I think there. there's there's yeah. one thing else now. Because since he started shaping shots all di- different directions, this is what Ooh. happens when you realize you can shape shots, is you see oh, a hole man. and you're like, I can't hit it straight. I have to curve a ball in there. When the smart shot, what about shot him club twirling just, after his oh, every yeah, shot? Too. Like I want, it was so funny. That. That's just he like does it, and he's got the twirl, and then all of a sudden it's like dunk, and he hits a tree, and it's like or it's funny. in the water. You know, like who? I know that that's like that's what he does. Like he, that's just his natural thing. He swings and then he twirls it. But like, how is it your thing to sit and pose and twirl like that? Like that's what you do when you're admiring your shot. You that's just his who, natural thing that he does. Who does that? Rich spoiled country club brats. I was hoping you were going to name enough, a name. I played enough com- competitive golf to know what those guys are like. That's exactly who yeah. that is. Little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, I can't. No, it would be the first time we'd uh, classify JT in that category. Now we can talk about leverage in PGA. Put a timestamp on this moment. Oh, will Josh. be. Yes, will be. Connors, yeah, was seventeen percent in the millimaker. You cannot Not that win a GPP if you're duped. Everyone knows this. You can't <laughs> win a GPP if you wish you were just eating chalk all day. But yeah, you're just you're just playing for a hundred thousandth place. That's what I was told. Like, what the fuck is that? That's bullshit. Leverage is for losers. We've already covered this plenty of times over the last few years, Martins and I. We didn't really know it was fact at the time we were thinking it, and then. We were kind of influenced to believe the other way. We kind of went around and tried to discover things. And I believe, and it's been spoken on other podcasts, respectable podcasts by respectable gamblers of DraftKings. They have spoken. This is not like NFL where one thing leads to another. No, (laughs) everything is separate. Just because dude gets a birdie doesn't mean that guy gets a bogey. Just because, you know, so like there's no, is there even leverage, Darbo? Are we going to, there is leverage but there's minuscule amounts of leverage is there not yeah so i think what everyone needs to take into account is you need to figure out the correct six golfers oh yay we figured out who the one golfer to pivot from is great so what about the other five golfers sure so you might get that and and we don't even know if that's a great pivot so like it's a it's on paper a good pivot right sometimes yeah it's not right so like the 10K range just last week. Uh, Scotty Scheffler came in at 9% in the millimaker or something like that. Does anyone want to take their victory laps and saying that that was a leverage play? Yeah, like he like, wasn't low by any means. He wasn't high, but people are yeah. still people were smart enough to do it. Like, Yeah, the winner is the most important golfer you need in your lineup. It, it, yeah. It's even more important than getting 6-6 six six through the cut. You need the winner. So... If you could forecast that Scotty Scheffler was going to win that tournament and you, you just felt really good about it, I guarantee you you're not really considering leverage. Into that. Leverage has nothing to do with someone's skill level on the golf course. So unless you believe in some kind of karma or some kind of energy that the world is putting into a golfer based off of their ownership, <laughs> it really yeah. has nothing to do with their success at all. Darbo, so. th- this was my line that I that I gave somebody that was hitting me with hitting Cecil and I with leverage. Was this? Yeah, I, said, Look, he, I think that you were on the opposite side of me in this one. Or was that? Correct? I, I don't we, know. We, were we? Part, I think we started arguing, and then some guy took. 
I don't even know what side he took, but it was <laughs> against both of us. I don't know, but he came in with something, and I said, I said, uh, I said, leverage doesn't golf golf balls in the hole. <laughs> That's <laughs> the key here. Yeah. <laughs> if you think, here's the deal. So, at, and this is probably where Cecil and I are on the same team. If you think Corey Connors has a chance to win the golf tournament, which I guess winning the Masters, I don't know. But if you think that's he didn't the case, have a chance to win this week, but he had after Scotty Scheffler, you still needed five more, and he had a great chance of being one of those right. five guys in less than an average roster spot price. That's right. So yeah. I mean, if you if you think he has a chance to win, then you don't even think twice. He's going in your lineup. Yeah. Fuck your leverage. Exactly. You can. Here's here's the deal with leverage too. You can you can play the highest owned dude if Corey Connors is twenty five percent owned. He's the highest owned. Whatever. You can play him. You can leverage your lineups other ways. You you can play a three percent on dude somewhere else. Like put two six K golfers in your lineup, and you've got the biggest leverage you can possibly right. have. Right. So one one golfer out of six is not like you. That should not matter. You should you should be looking at your lineup as a whole and say, I got Corey Connors here, but I also have. Some I mean, other we, idiot but, that but you guys are, else you guys are just making your own point is that the leverage yeah, is not correct. on the field, the leverage is not on the course, no the leverage is on the creation of the lineup off of a fictitious. It's like projection. anything. If the if the players that you don't pick do poorly, then the players like the people that pick those guys, obviously, like let's say Jordan Speeth this week, who I was on, guess what? He missed the cut. Everybody that was in a contest with me was like, perfect. I don't have to worry about Cecil's team because he's got Jordan Speeth. Boom, I'm out. But that's because I picked a guy that lost. There's other guys that exact same ownership as Jordan Spieth who did well. Maybe if I would have picked them, we would have been on the same footing. So it's all about just picking who does the best. And, yeah, I understand that at some point you're going to need or you're going to want to have that really good guy that nobody else has. But pick that guy because he's really good at golf. Like pick that guy because he's a good play. Martins, yeah, right. That, like you're, think, you're, looking at, you're thinking about something that other people aren't thinking about. And, and this, I think this is related, but like literally the person that won the $1.20 max short game would have won the millionaire maker by like 10 points. So I don't know what, the, right. I, I think this relates to a certain degree, but like it's, it's, this has happened before where the, the winner of the million. Yeah. You've maker, gone on about this before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The winner of the million maker, that's almost like a conservative contest in a, in a bizarre way, despite the fact that right? it's like 350. Like, there's so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, it's I'm crazy. in a different contest. And guess what? The person who won this smaller contest would have beat everybody in that. Like, you didn't even have the, you didn't even come up with the best lineup out of like 300,000. I know. Yeah. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. And it's 15 bucks. Like, it's I'm so like... weird. Like, I remember with football, they did a couple years ago, like week one billion dollar perfect lineup because they knew nobody's ever getting it because there's so many spots. But with golf with only six, you'd think that the perfect mm. lineup, as long as it ends up being like something like, 49,000 or above, you'd think somebody's going to hit it almost every week, but they just never do. So you don't even need it to be perfect. You just need the winner and five other guys to make the cut and three of them to be in the top 10, and you're in the mix. You like, never need, you don't the, need to be perfect. We've, exactly. we've, we've talked yeah. about this. That's Plus, right. The first place can be op can be a totally different lineup than second place, and third place yeah. can be a totally different lineup. Because like this week, this one of the million makers didn't even have Scotty Scheffler in the winning lineup just because. Scotty was so expensive that the other guys, and that happened the same the year that Tiger won. Yeah. Tiger, I didn't think Second was the place. highest draft. He wasn't even he wasn't even in the first place lineup. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that's well, where it's like. This. Now, really despite Darbo's attempt, couldn't get the rest. 
Darbo is attempting to solve goal, uh, DFS with his spreadsheets and his math and his science and his stats and whatever else. But <laughs> hey, uh, and you know, you're getting closer, are you not? And how do we find Darbo? Sweet spot DFS. Yeah. And you're, getting, um, you're doing it. You got a spreadsheet. I'm tracking it. Try. I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of trial and error. Like like you've said about other people, if anyone has ever figured it out, they'd just be winning money. You know? <laughs> yeah. I Well, it's just different things that you look for, right? Like yeah. your interest is in finding, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you like to find like the strategy yes, of how to do it and like how to put together the puzzle of the six golfers right. where my interest is to look at okay, how do I become the best at picking which golfers are going to do well? And you're, you're kind of on the other side where yours is, is how am I going to find six golfers to like fit perfectly into this mix where I'm just like, give me Bramlett top 20, give me the winner and let's fit, let the rest get lucky. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at, at historical stats and trying to apply it to the field that the, the tournament has. And based off of what has performed there, it's like, okay, I, this week, Two 6K golfers tend to be inside the top 10 more often than than not or whatever and it be in the optimal lineup. If Yeah, so I can't... do you ever feel like really good about like a certain week? You're like, this strategy this week is going to be like, this is the week it's going to work. Because I feel that sometimes where I look through the players, I'm like, you know what? Some weeks I can't really tell. And then there's some weeks where it's like, I really think that I've got this tournament nailed. And I never, I, I'm never right. But sometimes you go in and you're like, I really think that I have it figured out this week. Like, do you figure, do you find that with your strategy sometimes? So whether or not you're successful at the end, but like just going into the week. Here's an issue that I, I, I've identified from my own strategies. I take, you know, all of the numbers that I figured out and I basically put everybody as my pool. Everybody in the field is my pool. And as long as the buckets figure out those, those, you know, combinations that I need, they're in my lineups. But I'm still, I still have so much like combinations I can create that I'm not really limiting anything. So what I'm going to do going forward is narrow down mm. on Where specific players, yeah. and then just let the optimizer select the the remaining two, three, four players or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just going to drive through there. So to so answer, there's a little more bias in what. Yeah, you're there's doing. a little. That's a long way to answer your question, Cecil. But no, I yeah. never really feel good any certain week because my yeah. player pool is so huge. But I'm talking like strat, like you said this week. You found that there's often two six gig offers in buckets? the optimal. So do you feel better this week? Like, oh, I like I have a good strategy. So, I, I think this is going to work well. So I've tracked my bucket system since last year, and it's like I have 36 buckets. 33 out of the 36 hit almost every single week. Like it's a 94 percent success rate. But because of that, or not because of that, because there's so many fucking golfers in the field. You still have to narrow down the players that you like to limit the amount of combinations you can create. So, Perfect. yes. Great segue to the fact that, Martins, <laughs> what have we learned about what matters? What have we learned about what matters? Yeah, what matters in PGA DFS? Nothing? <laughs> yes. It's not a trick question. Nothing <laughs> matters. This shit is roulette. What's so funny is that people were playing the weather roulette last week. I wanted to mention that real quick because Colt Nose should be fired for the amount of hysteria he caused on the PGA Live that I was watching. I thought it was going to be the – I thought that Schwartzel was going to be up by 10 strokes based on how Colt Nose described the, the impending wins. And nothing fucking happened. It actually got calmer 
which was annoying because the only wind that happened was apparently to Jordan Spieth's shots on 12, and that was the house bet. So. <laughs> uh, I, got blo- I got blocked by Krishner today. By <laughs> He posted a wind thing for this week, and I, I told him, that, why are we looking at wind in, for three days? He said, <laughs> you're blocked. Well, I don't. I don't trust the weather like that comes up in two hours. I'm not. I'm not looking. You at want it. Kirshner stuff, but okay. At the same time, should we just stop betting on golf? I'm thinking about retiring from betting on golf because it's a fucking joke to try to pretend that you can predict golfers' athlete performance. Bullshit. And or should we just quit playing DFS altogether? Martins, are you gonna do something different with the way you play? Uh, you mentioned this to me, and I, I could, I. I, I almost want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> kind of. What are you doing well, with your life? I've lost a lot of the profits that I made over the course of 2021 in this last uh, calendar year that we're in right now, 2022. And so I thought maybe with, you know, the last 30 bucks that's in my DraftKings account that I had. 29. 29. I, I rounded up. God damn you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I That I would try and do double ups because – isn't that easier? Cash game, Martin. Is it? I don't know. Is it? As long easier? as you don't go 100 percent on Tiger, then it, then I think you can might be. Yeah, it. that was. Isn't that was isn't cash games where all the chalk donkeys live? You might actually do well on those. See now, but I've tried it in the past, and even with my like very instinctual uh, desire <laughs> to go towards the most popular names, it still doesn't work out for some fucking reason. So I don't know if someone can explain why that is, but, uh, yeah, so do know. you enjoy cash game DFS contests? You know what? I'm such a wild card. Like I love to just do different stuff all the time. Every once in a while, like once every two or three weeks and not never for a main slate, like one day for showdown, I'll be like, I feel really good showdown this today. Hmm. And I'll throw like, my lineup that I make for the regular GPP. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put that in a couple of cash games. And I did that this week. And I think it was Tuesday or not Tuesday, sorry, day two. And I was like fucking dead last and everything. So not a good strategy, but whatever. It was fun. I was like, I was like, you know what? I think this is a good team. I think it's logical. It makes sense. I don't have any, like usually I have one player. That's just stupid. Before I went to cash games, I would fucking quit. Betting on golf and playing DFS because, like, that's even that's just a lame, that's just pathetically sad to try to double up. Why doubling up on a parlay? Like, what are you even doing? Just don't bother, like, go for the glory of the million. No, so it's not a, it's not a, I will say this in the defense of cash games, which I feel sick for doing. It's, it's not a parlay when you hit when you're playing a cash game because, like, when you're playing a GPP, it's because you need all six to do well. When you're playing in a cash game and you just need to beat half the field. It's like a parlay where if you miss two, you you still win. You could still win. Martin's, so I would, I, that I would actually, be the one thing uh, I would say against that. You know, I, I think Eric would be a great cash player. I wouldn't. I think wouldn't he could be like do. a cash game yeah. mind. Like I love. Go this. for it. Yeah, you might actually be brilliant. And then you're the one that's throwing a hundred dollars and winning two hundred, while we're just throwing a hundred and losing it every week. So could happen <laughs> to you. What are you going to start with? A five dollar double up, or what? Are you, we're a single entry. Well, yeah, that, with my bankroll at this point, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a five dollar double up this week, and then hope for the best. Lord, <laughs> okay. maybe I'll go, maybe I'll do a ten. Actually. I hope you get first in it. I hope you get first place in it. Oh, that always. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be proud of you. The real truth is, though, if you do have a problem and you can't even do this, and you can't even laugh at yourself, haha, this is just for fun, then you have a reason to call one eight hundred Gambler. 
or visit getgamblinghelp.com, right, boys and girls? We're not those people because we just bet for a dollar, and we don't care if someone mocks and ridicules. Do not let the bully on Twitter tell you that you should bet for more or because you're doing a podcast and you don't put $1,000 on the names that you tout that you're a pussy and you don't know shit. First of all, you're a pussy, you don't know shit, regardless of what you do. But this guy on Twitter shouldn't bully you into doing anything. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Yeah, you don't want to be bullied on Twitter. That's just not that's not cool. Yeah, who would do that? That's not Let's quickly <laughs> discuss uh the RBC heritage. Um, Josh, you have this famous model that predicted the winner of last week's tournament, the Masters. Sure did. Yes. And this week, you have Justin Thomas at the tippity tip top of your model, and Cameron Smith, and Colin Morikawa, and Russell Henley, and Lowry. And you can go to Jish Swish on Twitter. You can get your own access to this model. It's free, but should it be paywalled? Because this is legit. You know why it's not? Because I don't <laughs> really care. Just, here's my, and also it kind of just looks like you copy pasted the official world golf rankings. So just <laughs> just Does it? You'd be so fake. Just saying. Like, look at the guys at the top. You just have all the good players. Yes. So I put all the good players in and just like hit the negative sign and just type a bunch of numbers and then just kind (laughs) of filter it. Next week, do that and see if people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you don't know how this model works, well, no one really knows how it works. (laughs) Nobody does. Check the pin tweet. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter because it's just names and his reason is his fake model behind the scenes. So, um, but you did predict Scheffler, so that helps. So Justin Thomas. I didn't predict anything. The the numbers predicted it. Uh, this is your model, so you predicted it. You're in trouble if it's wrong. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about names that we're going to click, or why would we do that? Because this is just, you click the names you want to click. You listen to us, you tilt by thinking we know things. That's the worst part about it. I, I told people not to click Scheffler last week. I felt guilty the whole fucking weekend. It's terrible. Oh, you don't feel guilty. Come on. Not really, actually. No. I was hoping that he would win because I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that somebody listened to you and then decided not to play them. Re- yeah, clicked down to, to Rom and lost money. Yeah. Okay, but RBC Heritage, it's a little bit of a birdie fist fest, potentially. Is it not, Darbo? What's going on with this RBC Heritage? Should we spray the 6K range because anything can happen? Yeah, I, I mean... I just did the strategy video before coming on and just looking into everything like there are anything can happen. This is just such a weird. I even went through like past 10 K like ranges and 2021 was really good. You didn't even have a 10 K golfer in the GPP winner or the optimal lineup or anything like that. It was all balanced with like six K's. So how do you predict like it's, this is maybe one of the worst weeks to try to figure okay, so anything out. We've talked about this in the past, and I we always just decide, okay, I'm just going to go for it anyway because I like playing DraftKings and I love gambling and I'm an addict. But at the same time, this is one of those weeks that you probably just have this hangover from the Masters and don't do it the same old routine, Martins, right? You're going to go for double ups and lower your exposure, are you not? Yeah. <laughs> this is all I'm doing this week. I decided. <laughs> Cute. Show it again. You're now zoomed in. You're doing a twenty-five dollar double up. Holy fuck! Holy and then moly! You're playing in my league, so that's it. You're going all in. This is I have to. I have to. I have to. Hey, you have two dollars left, right? I have. Let's see. What do I have? I've got. Wait, two dollars and eighty cents for a league. Yeah. So save the two dollars for next week for the league. Yeah, that's and then after and that'll that, be your I'm last hurrah of DraftKings. 
<laughs> next week he's next week he's gonna have at least fifty in there, guys. It's all good. He's doubling up. Um, I do feel like this field is good, so maybe you could go yeah. with the stars and scrubs and feel awesome. good about it. Now, uh, the finding the fairway guys that's important. I'm told hitting mm-hmm. irons well is good, right, Josh? That's probably right. Since your mom shows those names, you should always be able to hit irons good. That's like the key to golf. Do that every week. Yeah. Um, I bought a house. That's a story we could tell. Now, next week, actually, because it's the RBC. No, it's the Zurich, whatever the hell uh, mm. team event yeah, that no one cares about. I don't know if there's even DraftKings. So maybe the golf they guys did last together. year. They'll have DraftKings. They did last year. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll barely discuss it. But what we'll do yeah. is we'll discuss having children, dating. Darbo, you can help us with, like, what's up with dating in 2022? Because I don't know anything about it. It's been it seven, eight years. Uh, what about uh, having exhausting. a newborn? Jish, it sucks very much. And then uh, moving and buying a home and how terrible that process is and how stressful that whole thing is. So we can talk about all the, pro- the t- topics that don't have anything to do with golf next week during the team event because what's going to happen, boys and girls, is that the spring is springing. You heard the Manscaped read. And it's going to be golf season, and we're going to talk about then golf all the time, every week. And we're not going to have time for talking about our dumb wives. Yeah, I think we're probably just going to talk about actual golf. I actually yeah. got onto the golf course doing a little bit of work this last couple weeks, and then it got it's freezing cold here. It's like minus six, freezing cold mm. winds. There's actually a massive like storm of the century, like southeast of me. So apparently, there's like tons of snow. Luckily, that's not happening. But like, I can't do anything this week. We we're trying yeah, to get it's the right by me. And that's, now it's too cold. Yeah. So is it? Is it all the way? Is it at you, or is it a little bit north of you still? It's basically all of North Dakota except for where I am on the east yeah. side. Well, cool story, cool, great. That's great. But then now uh, <laughs> it's still April, and so we're not to total golf season. So that's why next week we're going to talk about family topics. Don't tune in. And then after we don't give that, a shit. Golf. Do we care? But we do thank you for watching. Right. Goodbye. Lake I'm King excited to see the show notes for next week, Chad. <laughs> Maybe I'll write the show notes. I'll We're going to need some contributions. So if you're out there and you love this stuff, then let us know if you want to be a part of it. Yeah, and that's an open invite to anybody, isn't it? Jish, especially Buck. Yes. Said no. Anybody can come on. Darbo, we appreciate you coming on. You're basically a golf guy. Cheers to you. Boom. Cheers. Got it. All right, Josh, play that music. Uh, this will be on iTunes soon. Boom. Maybe. I couldn't forget. Peace.